Have you been enjoying this podcast? Maybe you would like to support this podcast. It's simple. Pick up a copy of The Shadline Rises, an ebook from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Apple, anywhere ebooks are sold, also available in paperback. Chapter 27 Apren Sen's Beth reeled back as the voluptuary released her head. She felt faint, slightly ill, confused. Pardon, voluptuary. I think I must sit. For her part, the voluptuary didn't look much better. Her wide, handsome face was pale, lips pulled back as if she'd bitten into a sourberry. They were in her office. Why had she come? It was about the girl, yes, the dead girl. Poor Weiss, never had a chance. I suppose her death has made me a bit overwrought. Beth staggered to one of the supple armchairs in the voluptuary's office. Red satin embroidered in thread of gold with the staff and circle of ori. The room swayed before her eyes and she pressed a hand to her stomach. Across the room the voluptuary was doing the same. The older woman went to her desk and plopped into her chair. I fear I did not sleep too well last night. I should go discuss funeral arrangements with Senzrena, Beth said, trying to stand. But the room tilted again, and she was forced to sit. The curtains covered a pair of tall windows. The gray light of winter seemed terribly bright through the slender gap between thick velvet folds. Beth forced herself to her feet. She decided she would not be remembered as the sensual who had despoiled the voluptuary's iopsy rug with a sickup. Stumbling and holding a stout palm to her clammy forehead, she made it to the door and into the hallway beyond. A pair of novitiates came by at that moment, Daria and a boy whose name Beth could not remember. Come here, Daria, she said. Why she said it, she wasn't sure. Daria, a lovely blonde girl with luminous blue eyes, not quite twenty, and the image of what some folk thought the way of Ori was all about, sensuality. Some impulse was on Sen's Beth, perhaps an instinct to see if anyone else at the starside baths was ill as she felt. She cupped the girl's fair cheeks with her hands. Abruptly, a word rose to her lips, as sudden and revolting as an unbidden burp. Apren! Beth's murkus formed a bolt she did not know, using sense combination as foreign tasting and smelling as jealousy and stew. And then it was over. The novitiate stumbled backward and would have fallen but that her companion caught her. Come, boy, Beth commanded. Novitiates could no more refuse such an order coming from a sensual than a man of the watch could refuse Commander Latishki. He stepped into Beth's hands. Again the strange word came forth and the murkus feet formed. Daria was not recovered enough to catch her friend, who fell onto his backside when Beth released him. Don't dally about, novitiates. Run along and see to your... She didn't know what they should see to. The voluptuary's door closed behind her. The voluptuary had stepped out. She gave the novitiates one of her cold stares, which sent them fleeing. She nodded to Beth and proceeded in the other direction. Sen's Beth wound down the stairs to the novitiate ward, seeking Sen's Rena, 
the woman who looked after the novitiates. She stopped in every room looking for Rena. If she found a novitiate, she felt them for fever. Always the word formed and the murkus feet happened. But she thought nothing of it. A need moved her. At last she did find Rena, sitting quietly in her own room, smiling faintly as she rested in meditative stillness. If she heard Beth coming, she did not react. It was nothing to feel her cheeks and speak the word. When sensual Rena recovered, she felt a sudden need to check on Sen's tot, and so she and Beth went up to the baths where they knew the woman, and many other sensuals could be found. An hour later, the voluptuary stepped from her carriage and approached the entry to Paul's well, a squat tower surrounded by plain and serviceable living quarters. The coin occupied an office adjacent to the well. The voluptuary wrapped her knuckles on the thick iron-bound door. A pier port slid open. I have come to speak with her. The voluptuary's headpiece alone told the person within who had come, but it was several minutes before the door swung open. The voluptuary stepped into the chill interior. The way of Paul in Starside was quite ascetic. No expense would go to firewood, and the decision whether to use mercosine efforts to provide heat was left to an annual medallion toss. The voluptuary's informants said the toss had come up frowns ten years in a row. Unfortunate for the spinsters and devotees on a chill day like today. The voluptuary was admitted to the coin's office, a spare space with a simple wood desk and three ladder-back chairs. The woman herself was standing, her fingers toying with the great medallion at her throat. The voluptuary was a political creature, she admitted that to herself, but all in the service of Ori's doctrine of healing, compassion, and love. She greeted the coin, a skinny elderly lady with bluish-white skin and popping gray eyes. The woman did not return her smile. The murkus was strong in her, and noting that, the voluptuary moved toward her. The coin was spry, but taken by surprise. Apren! and then the voluptuary's hands were on the old woman's papery cheeks.